Welcome to Vineyard 61's weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired, challenged, and encouraged by this week's speaker. For previous messages, go to our website, vineyard61.org, or subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud. Well, good morning. Uh, if you haven't got a seat, come and, come and grab a seat. Uh, come and sit, make yourself at home. Uh, Today, uh, today's talk could, uh, could go one of about seven ways, uh, and so uh, with our children here, uh, just enjoy the noise. Enjoy the, the children being children. Don't get all stressed because there's a, there's a child screaming or, or playing, and, and parents, uh, be yourselves. Uh, don't worry about being embarrassed if your children are, are calling out or screaming. It's, this, is, um, this is church. This is, uh, this is real church. Um, my name's Steve, and Viv and I, we have the, the privilege of leading, leading this church, amazing church. If you're visiting us today, and I know there's a few visitors here, uh, some people from other churches here today, we want to say, say you're really welcome, you're really welcome, you're, you're joining in, uh, for us quite an incredible church, uh, amongst you here are some awesome people uh, that God has, uh, has brought together in order to play our small part in bringing life to, to, to our city. And uh, so today, um, last time I talked, a couple of weeks ago, we had a family service. Uh, it didn't quite go as I'd planned. Uh, and again, so today, I, I've got some props again. And so today might go one of several ways. Uh, I, love, I love this last service of the, of the calendar year. It's a chance to, to kind of give thanks to God for, for what he's done. Part of our rhythm in this community is we want to regularly give thanks to God for what he's done. It's, it's, a, um, it's an antidote to anxiety. Being thankful is an antidote to, uh, to, uh, to anxiety that we have in our, in our society. And so we, we just want to take a, a ritual, a habit, every so often, every month or so, just to give thanks to God, to remember what God has done, what, what he is doing, rather than what we're perceiving is not, not happening. And so in a few minutes, we're just going to invite, invite a few people to come up and just to tell us what, what are you thankful for. Uh, but why don't we, um, uh, this is always dangerous, why don't we just tur- turn around, turn to someone that you don't, don't know, someone that you've never met before, and just tell that person what has been one of your highlights of the year. What's been one of the things that you've enjoyed about your year so far? It might be, what's a miracle that God's done? What's something that's happened this year that you're thankful to, thankful to God to? So in two minutes, when I say, come back, please come back, um, off you go, off you go. Turn to someone that you don't know, say hi. Okay, let's, uh, let's come together, let's come back. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that you've come back and listened to me. Uh, some of you. So there are things across, the, across this room that, uh, that the Lord has done. There's things that uh, have happened to you which you're, it's, it's good to be thankful. It's good to be thankful for. Uh, and what, what we wanted to do is just spend a few moments hearing from individuals who who just want to give thanks to God. Thanks to God for things that he's done in their lives. Thanks to God for maybe a miracle. Thanks to God for 
for something that's, that's happened over this, this last year. Um, so I'm just going to invite you to come, but can I just caveat? Uh, please no preaching, no kind of sermons, no kind of 20-minute dialogues or monologues. Um, just really, really short kind of descriptions about what, what, the, Lord, what the Lord has done over the last, uh, over the last year. So uh, come on down, come down now and uh, just tell us, uh, tell us what, what has the Lord done in your life? I've got half an hour, so I don't mind. Um, just in your own time, things that, things that the Lord has done in your life. Come down, come down now. It just needs one. Here we go, thank you. Maxine, come on. Come, Maxine, come. Um, my brother wasn't walking with the Lord, and this year he gave his life back to the Lord. That's amazing. That's amazing. It's great. Maxine. Um, yeah, this year I found this church, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. So I'm thankful for that. That's great. We're thankful for you. Hi. Hi. Um, yeah, I really, it's a lot of things, but I think London is really a, a promise for my husband and I. In Hong Kong, where we were before this, it was just a really busy time. We didn't have time for one another, really, and we were constantly going, going, going. And so this new season, now with a baby, she's one month today. Um, little Naomi, she, um, yeah, it's just been amazing being in London and God really bringing us here. And I was really sick at the beginning of this year of 2018 and had some like cis situation going on. And um, yeah, God just completely healed that. And she came shortly after. So that was really amazing. We kind of just relinquished control and we're like, we're ready. Yeah, to have a baby. So. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey. Hello. Um, so this has been a huge year of change. Um, so this time last year, my husband, now Ben, was having chemotherapy and we were wedding planning and I was doing a master's and it was all very stressful. And um, now we're married and Ben has been cleared of cancer for about six months. Um, amazing, it's amazing. And um, yeah, I finished the master's and it feels like the storm has calmed. So thank you, God. And what are your hopes for 2019? Oh, gosh. Um, I think, sounds cliche, but um, increasing closeness with God. I feel like with the contentment that we have in our marriage, it, I think it can lead to me sort of not prioritizing him as my first source as much. And I'd really like to just keep myself in check and always go to him first. Great. Yeah. Amazing. We've got that on tape as well, Ben. Well, um, this is the year that um, God gifted us a beautiful little baby girl, Eloise, and um, I've got a really hot wife, and that's equally as important. So, amen. <laughs> amen. I guess my hope for the year are quite. Hi. Hi. I don't have a really hot wife. Um, I... This this year, oh, I've suddenly become really nervous. <laughs> I'm fine. Um, I did a year of being a midwife. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> and I didn't have a nervous breakdown, and I didn't quit, and I feel proud. <laughs> yeah. Here's to the midwives. That's amazing. Other people, just come on down. Things that you, things that God has done this year, that you just want to give thanks, give thanks to God for. 
Um, at the beginning of the year, I took on a management role, and after that, we had three resignations, and basically a whole complete turnover in our team. We went from a very um, negative team, and I was trying to kind of set a sinking ship in the right direction, and um, a lot of people were praying, and all the people who came in would just have been such blessings, and um, God's actually been moving so much in the workplace, and the team dynamic in a year now is so different, so positive, everyone's happy and settled, and it's only because so many people were praying, and also the people that have come in, I really feel are placed there, and my God's, uh, sorry, my boss's heart is changing so much, so I just want to thank God for the whole change in our work environment. Amazing, amazing, yeah, great, great. Um, just hands up if you would like that hope as well. Like Gemma was saying, like a change in your work environment. Um, none of my staff team, put your hand up, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> all of the team just suddenly put their hand up. Um, what God has done in Jen, it's Jen. What God has done in Jen, He can release. For you as well because god's done it once he can release it through uh through others and uh, it's the same for miracles same for god's healed cancer he can do he can do that through you and through your your family member as well and one of the benefits of giving thanks is that we we take our our eyes and our attention off ourselves or the circumstance circumstances and we just place them we place them we look towards jesus of, of what he he can do for us um, this year is a, th this time of year, isn't it? It's a time where we, it's a weird moment this, between Christmas and New Year, praise. Suddenly everyone gets reflective, don't they? All the TV shows, there's hours of programming happening in the, in the television. I, yes, uh, last night I went into Sainsbury's and uh, I looked on the magazine rack and there were just magazines full of uh, 2018, this was the year of, and there's so much put towards being reflective and everyone's being reflective at the moment they um uh, think about spirituality they're thinking about health they're thinking about goals and achievements for next year um do you have any resolutions do you have any resolutions uh but some of us we have i wonder what's happening next i wonder what next year is going to be like <coughs> and the book of psalms i, I just want to propose uh, gives us some insight, something powerful that we can uh, look back and look forward. And so in the book, I think um, there's a slide. I think we have a slide. Uh, Psalm 147, verse 11. And this is it. Just a really, really simple promise, really. The Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. This is what the psalmist says. The, Lord, the Lord's delight is in those who fear him. And as we just think about this next year, um, I, I just want to, I believe that the, this random verse in the middle of the Psalms offers us something powerful for, for us to think about. Uh, and as we think about this next year, I just wanted to look at this word hope. Those who put their hope in his unfailing love. Um, so what is this hope that the Psalms uh, is referring to? It's this idea of expectancy, expectantly waiting for something, expectantly waiting for a desired outcome. And <coughs> I was thinking about the kind of a modern an analogy of this, that if, um, let's say, we put a bit of money away every month or every week from our income or from our salary, and we put that away maybe to a pension, maybe for a car, 
maybe for a deposit on a flat, maybe for a wedding that's happening next year, a couple of weddings happening next year, um, maybe uh, some new clothes. And what we do is we put that money to one side uh, and we wait expectantly. Wait, we're investing in something that's, that's to come. And so the kind of person that the psalmist is, is describing is the person that has invested all of their hope in the Lord, all, all their hope in the unfailing love of God. And their desired outcome is that, uh, that, that the Lord would delight in them. Uh, Viv, a, couple, a few weeks ago, she spoke about building up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Not on earth, but in things above, treasures in heaven. Uh, and this might come into stark contrast as we, as we think about our sort of the, the typical normal resolutions. Or when we get reflective, we, we, not that it's bad, but we have this uh, self-focused resolutions. Whether they're focused on our internal world, our, our interior lives, or our exterior lives. And it's normal to make changes in, in, this, in this period. However, a kind of holy focused, uh, W-H-O-L-L-Y, a holy self-focused posture um, leaves very little room for other things. It's not bad, it just leaves very little room for other things. And so here's my illustration. There's a fantastic book I read many, many years ago, um, the Hab Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Fantastic. And he talks about big rocks and small rocks. And uh, just this analogy may or may not work. Uh, I haven't really tested it, so uh, bear with. Okay. So imagine this is your life. Can you all see? Imagine this is your life. <coughs> uh, no, thanks. <laughs> Forgive me, Lord. Um, uh, I don't really know what I'm doing, so that element might... Viv just asked me, uh, do I want the kids up here? They're welcome, <laughs> but it might produce some more chaos. Um, so this is our lives, and on a typical day or typical week, what would be some of the things that our lives are affected by? Things that we do on a typical day. Just shout them out, shout them out. Emails. 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 Commuting. What else? Work, eating, sleeping. What, what about some of the distractions that we have? Social media. Yeah, what else? Netflix, food, wife, children. They're good, good, good things. So, this is your, these are some of the the mundane things of life, the stuff that we have to do, the things that are, are about our life. And this is you. And so that's emails, that's social media, and just our day-to-day, that's commuting, that's, uh, you know, I want to do some research on the internet and I get distracted on BBC Sport instead. Or, or this is, you know, I just need to catch up what my friends are doing and I, I'm just stuck on Instagram for the next hour. Or um, my work colleague, he... He, 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 needs to, he needs some help with this. Oh, I'll just drop what I'm doing and, and help that person. So our life tends to be filled up with all kinds of stuff, doesn't it? Now, in terms of the big things in our lives, a bit like what the psalmist is saying, there are, there are big rocks. 
in our life, big priorities. It might be that uh, faith and spirituality would be a would be a huge rock in our lives. That uh, God is a is a priority for us. It might be family. It might be uh, our our partners, our children. It might be family members are are another big big rock. See, the issue is because our lives are, tend to be filled up with other stuff. It leaves. We can get some of it in, but what tends to happen is it just gets filled up and filled up and filled up. And so there's no room often for, for the big rocks, for those priorities that we have in our lives. Uh, it might be that, you know, some, some kind of education might be like, I, I just want to have some more education in my life. See, the issue is we, we haven't got any room because of all the other distractions, all the other stuff and all the other complications in our lives. And so what, what the psalmist is saying and what, what I want to propose today is that we get our priorities in the wrong order, that our priorities going forward... <laughs> I, I need a little assistant or a... See, I knew this was going to go wrong. I should have put all the sand in. There we go. Okay, this is us. So there's no room. We get the picture. Do you remember we, we just took a little break? <laughs> commercial break. <coughs> what, we, what we need to do... That's oh, fine, it's fine. I've got it. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> what we need to do is, is set our priorities right. So we put the big rocks in first. So we put our faith, it might be prayer, it might be our relationships, it might be uh, integrity, it might be uh, all kinds of things, it might be about work, having a good work-life balance. And so, whereas before, there wasn't any room for some of those big priorities, so now what happens is there's then, um, I hope this is going to work, <laughs> there's then space around those big rocks for everything else to fit in. Everything else can fit in. <laughs> Just. <laughs> Cut it down. You get the picture. You get the picture. Is this full? Is this full? It's not full. There's still room. Even though we think this is full, there wouldn't have been any more room, there's still room for, for even more. There's still room. The trouble is, we often get our priorities the wrong way around. We often put our hope in ourselves. Our, we, we have to achieve ourselves. But the psalmist says here, those are delight, though the Lord delights in those who fear him who put their hope in his unfailing love. So, uh, and I want to propose our top priority, our top rock, is becoming the delight of the Lord. Becoming his delight. So as we're thinking about the hour, we've got hours left in 2018 now. Whether, we're, whether we like it or not, we're going to go into 2019. Uh, we'll spring forward another year. And as we're thinking about um, 
some of those other things. I, I want to propose all those other things don't matter. I might be thinking, if I could just get that job, if I could just get that promotion, if I could just get that boyfriend or girlfriend, if I could just get that weight off, if I could just stop drinking alcohol, if I could just, if I could just, if I could just. <coughs> but even, is we, even if we discipline ourselves enough, there's always another thing, isn't there? There's always something else. There's always something else to achieve. There's always that pressure to, to increase and to achieve and to attain. There's always something next to do to accomplish. What if this year we invested all of our hope in God and let all of that other stuff find itself in our lives? Because that's what will happen in this analogy. If we, if we have its proper orientation in order to make the goal of our hearts to be delighted in the Lord. What would that year look like? Imagine we come back here, 30th of December 2019, and we've committed to put all of our hope in his unfailing love. And so I, I, here's a challenge. Here's some homework. Here's a goal. Uh, let's do that. Let's put all of our hope in his unfailing love. I looked up the word all, in the Greek, um, later, sorry, later on in the Sermon on the Mount, in, the, in chapter 6, Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all, all these things will be added to you. And so I looked up the word all and it literally means all. <laughs> you can write that down. You can tweet me, tweet Here's a, I just want to challenge you. Set our priorities on the Lord and all of these things will get added to you. Uh, Anna talks about this, a uh, house of prayer. I just want to give you a few things that you might want to consider as you're thinking about putting all of your hope in, in his unfailing love. Our house of prayer is fantastic. Uh, join us tomorrow as we launch a month of prayer devoted to the Lord uh, every day from 8 till 9 p.m. You can sign up for an hour or we've got some worship or different creative nights. Delight in the Lord. Put your hope in the Lord. It might be that you want to begin reading the scriptures again. Fantastic time to, to read the scriptures again. The best way to be a disciple of Jesus is to read your Bible. It's absolutely the best way to do that. Uh, and so tomorrow on our Facebook group, uh, V61 Community uh, on, on Facebook, we're going to put some, some tips like an apps, reading plans, ways that you can start reading, reading the scripture. It might be that you want to get an app by Nikki Gumbel, Bible in the Year. Fantastic. The Bible Project, Google it. There's videos, resources on understanding the Bible. Fantastic. It might be that you want to fast whether that's fasting alcohol, fasting social media, fasting food uh, for a time. Uh, not, not necessarily for health benefits, but for a way of being dependent on the Lord, sacrificing food in order to, to worship God. Uh, and so we, we're going uh, to give you some, some ideas of things you, you want to do that. A few years ago, uh, over Lent, during, in the English calendar, we have a Lent that kind of 40 days before, between Shrove Tuesday and, or Shrove Tuesday and, uh, and uh, Easter Sunday. 
place where people can give up some things. And uh, someone asked me, what are you giving up for, for Lent? And I said, I'm giving up negativity. And it might be that for some of you, you want to do a negativity fast where you literally take your thoughts captive and you, uh, and you, and you take them captive in order for, the, for what the Lord says about you to be true. Might be you want to do, do that. Bill Johnson says this. He says, uh, I can't afford to have a thought about me in my head that he doesn't have in his head about me. Anytime it entertains things that are not absolutely true and central in his perspective about me, then I'm visiting something that will war against what he thinks about me. I cannot afford to have a thought in my head that is not in God's head. So we're, there's some things, to, things for you guys to think about. Uh, the beginning of the year, what we want to do is we just want to pray, prophesy and minister to some, to some people. <coughs> At the beginning of the year, um, Pete and Alice, would you stand up? At the, at the beginning of the year, probably about February, I had a, I had a dream about you both. And um, <laughs> and um, I felt the Lord to say, when you see them in the central area at church, then, you, then I've given you permission to prophesy over them. And so every Sunday I've seen you both, and you've never sat, because ne- I've seen you, you've never sat there. <laughs> One of you will be there, or you'll both be sitting over there, or you'll both be sitting over And in February, God, God said, this year you're going to prophesy over them. And um, I've just written it down when I saw you both. And in the picture, I saw you both on a catapult, and you, it was a large catapult, and you were sat in this catapult. And all there was between you and being launched was this rope. And uh, the Lord was cutting the rope. And he was launching you. And, um, and I just saw these three pillars, which I just want to just take some time to talk about, if that's okay. Um, uh, the Lord is launching you to people. He's literally launching you to, to people. And I saw a whole bunch of children around you, and he's launching you to those, to those children. And Pete, I've, I've really prayed about this, because as, as someone who's speaking to someone who's prophetic, I wanted to take this seriously. And I, um, I brought the stones, if you want to stone me, <laughs> after. <laughs> um, that I saw three pillars that the Lord was uh, giving you. He, you are a prophet, and it's time to stand on that mantle. It's time to, to, to stand on that pillar of a prophet. And uh, the Lord was kind of shaving and knocking off some things in order for you to to stand in that office as a prophet. The other, the other pillar I've talked about is people, that the Lord has given, given you both, and, and particularly you, Pete. I think the, 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 there's children around Alice, but there's children around you, and God is restoring this pillar of, of children and people in your life. And the other one is this, this word of passion, and the Lord is wanting to shake off some, some things in order to release passion in your life and and these these three pillars of of a prophet of people and passion um i didn't have any time and i was asking god well, when when are they going to be launched and i was like i need to, i need to get this right because um, these guys are awesome and um the lord is he's holding this this knife and he's about to cut it he's about to release you 
And it's a time I just see, when I saw you sat down in my dream, I saw you sat down on this catapult. And it's a time of preparation. It's a time where, where the Lord is getting you ready and rested and ready. And then as he releases you, you'll be flung. You'll be flung to those, those children. Let's pray for them. A few people, if you're around them, just, just um, put your hands around them. These guys are really awesome. Um, if you don't know them, they, they are a, an incredible gift to the world. And so, Father, we, we thank you that, I thank you that you've, you were true to me. And I thank you that by the end of this year, you, you've, you've given them your, your prophetic word for, for this next season. We pray as they sit and as they rest and as they wait, And I, I pray f- uh, just for the fear of the Lord to come upon them both now. And the, what's the cobwebs, the, those that, that need shaking off will just be shaken off now. I release the fear of the Lord on them in Jesus' name. All that needs to be shaken off, we shake off right now. And Lord, we, we hear, and in my dream, I heard these, these children calling your name. I heard them saying, they're waiting for you, they're waiting for you. And so Lord, we look forward to seeing them flung, seeing them fly, seeing them go to those, those places in, in need. And we pray a blessing on them now. And I, I release uh, an increase in prophetic uh, over Pete, I pray uh, for eyes, eyes that will see, eyes that would uh, foretell, eyes of foresight, eyes to see in the dark, and uh, his his voice would be released in order to release your prophetic words in in this nation and beyond. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 <coughs> why don't we stand why don't we stand maybe the, maybe the Lord wants to do some other things but why don't we stand we're just going to worship now um, the other sense I had is as we, as we worship you might want to come forward there were some people here you want, you want to have some people to partner with you for your family members you want just some prayer for specific family members that, that the Lord has uh, placed on your heart. Uh, and particularly those who, um, uh, I think we heard earlier, those who are ne- uh, for making a decision to Jesus. And, um, uh, and this one's slightly embarrassing. Is there someone here, you've got a problem in your upper thigh at the back, sort of at the top of your thigh, um, uh, any any pain or strain? I think the Lord wants to heal you. Uh, he doesn't mind embarrassing me. There's anyone here? You've got you've got some issues, maybe in your thigh, your upper thigh. Um, Jesus wants to heal you. Come come down now. Come get some prayer now. Um, we do do laying on hands, but maybe not today. So as we worship, come forward and come get some prayer, and then we'll see what else the Lord wants. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another life-giving message from one of our Vineyard 61 speakers.